You are listening to WTUZ Radio Podcast. Welcome to WTUZ Radio Podcast. I am your host, Rhonda. And today's topic, we are going to talk about Queen Anne Boleyn, who was the wife of, uh, she was the Queen of England, and she was the wife of King Henry VIII. So what inspired me to do this particular podcast on Queen Anne Boleyn was um, I saw a post from a uh, gentleman who manages a public Facebook page called Knowledge of Self. Uh, I highly recommend you to go check him out. He is also a gentleman that has been talking about the Melanated Europeans for quite some years. So check out him as well. Again, his Facebook page is Knowledge of Self. And he posted some information regarding Queen Anne Boleyn and her being melanated, okay? Which, of course, it was no surprise to me based on the research we have discovered and what we have been speaking on over the years. Now, I did not know, and I learned through knowledge of self, that there was a miniseries done on Queen Anne Boleyn, okay? Um, And it is on AMC+. Plus. So check it out. It's on AMC+. Plus. It's three episodes. And they depict Queen of England, Anne Boleyn, as melanated slash black, okay? So much respect to AMC, and she's not a, uh, what we call in the melanated community, the the, uh, woman that they cast in that role, she is not on the lighter side or light-skinned. She does not look biracial or light-skinned. She is a heavy, melanated woman. So I was just so, so happy to see them do that. So shout out to AMC. Again, you can catch that on AMC+. Plus. It's three episodes. They did a wonderful job. So anybody uh, familiar with uh, King Henry VIII and Queen Anne Boleyn story. Uh, it's going to be very familiar, but those of us that are deep into studying this information, you're going to pick up additional clues as well. Okay, so I just wanted to highlight uh, Queen Anne Boleyn, what went on, uh, how, how I feel She was railroaded and hijacked. Uh, So some of this will be my opinion. And of course, I will put at stake when it is my opinion. Uh, So we're going to take it from there. So before we get into the nitty gritty, let's get into the receipts of Anne Boleyn, Queen Anne Boleyn, because she deserves that respect. She was Queen of England. Um, Let's get into... 
uh, her heritage. So let's bring the receipts. Okay. So here, let me make sure you all can see this. Yep, you can see this. So here, um, and shout out to Knowledge of Self. I got this from Knowledge of Self. He got this out of uh, a source. I'm not sure the specific source he got it from, uh, but the Venetian diarist, oh, is telling you. So he, he brought the total receipts. The Venetian diarist, Sanuto noted that Madame Anne is not one of the handsomest women in the world. She is of middling stature, swathy, swathy complexion, long neck, wide mouth, bosom, not much raised, but he too remarked on her eyes, black and beautiful. Okay, so just a reminder for those that want to try to play crazy at this point on what swathy means. Swathy means black. Okay? Black man, black woman, whatever. Negro, the N-word, blackie. The adjective swarth. Uh, we see here, da, 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 it's coming from Germanic, uh, Dutch, swarth, dark colored black. The pie root, swardo, dirty, dark black. Okay, so just reminding folks that want to pretend and play like they don't understand what swarthy means. When they're referring to people being swarthy in these sources, they're not talking about folks' hair. Okay? I've heard all types of excuses in the book. Oh, they were just talking about their hair. Oh, they were just talking about olive complexion. Um, well... Olives are either green or black. I mean, those are the olives that I eat. So even if they were talking about olive complexion, either somebody was green or they were black. So you can't use that one either. Matter of fact, you prove our point once again if you want to throw olive complexion up in there. Because either they were green or black. But swarthy means black. Okay? Tawny means brown. Okay? But right now we're on swarthy. Okay? So again, this particular source, a Venetian source, a diarist, Sanuto, said that Queen Anne is swarthy and shout out to Sanuto. So you can't even say he was talking about her hair. He said swarthy complexion. Okay. So uh, here is an actual coin of Queen Anne Boleyn. Okay. 
So again, shout out to AMC Plus for getting it right. You cast the correct hue, right? Now you're off on King Henry VIII. I know you had to do what you had to do to get it made because King Henry VIII was tawny. So meaning brown, he was either brown or as we say in the melanated community or light skin. But I saw you made him with the red hair. And we, those of us that know what we know, when we see these European characters portrayed with red hair, you're telling us one or two things usually. It is in code. You're either telling us that they were really tawny slash swathy slash melanated slash black or mulatto. Okay? But King Henry VIII was also melanated. He was on the tawny side. Or in other words, brown. Not heavily melanated, swarthy, dark, but brown or light skin like we say in the melanated community, okay? But I understand AMC+. Plus. I'm going to give you a pass. I get how that goes because you had to get it made and that would have totally turned everything over. So shout out to you for at least partial correct casting. Okay, so now we're going to jump into uh, Queen Anne Boleyn's, get a highlight of uh, her particular story. Now you notice the whitewash. Is, this, is her complexion swathy? But they made her hair swathy. Okay, so this is not the accurate depiction of Queen of England, Anne Boleyn. We have an account from a Venetian, a diarist, that said she was of swathy complexion. Not fair complexion. Swathy. Okay, so this is a clear example of whitewashing of history. All right, so here we go. This source is Britannica and Boleyn. Uh, Boleyn also spelled, oh, see, I didn't know that. I did not realize it was spelled a different way. Also, uh, Boleyn, born, they think, 1507, died May 19th. 1536, London, England, second wife of King Henry VIII of England and mother of Queen Elizabeth I. The events surrounding the annulment, King Henry VIII was a dirtbag, okay? That's just my opinion, throwing in my auntie moment. He was a dirtbag, but let, let me continue. The events surrounding the annulment of Henry's marriage to his first wife, Catherine of Aragon, and his marriage to Anne led him to break with the Roman Catholic Church and brought about the English Reformation. <clears throat> Anne's father was Sir Thomas Boleyn, later Earl of Wiltshire and Armandy. 
After spending part of her childhood in France, she returned to England in 1522 and lived at Henry's court and drew many admirers. Okay, so for somebody to say that she wasn't all that good looking on the account of her, she was sure getting some heads turned up in the uh, king's court and she caught the eye of the king. Now, I mean, I guess it's possible for you not to be attractive to get men looking at you. I mean, I, I guess. Highly unlikely, but okay. I'm just speculating that they may be trying to talk about this woman's looks because of the fact of uh, the way she was demonized. Okay? And we'll get into that a little bit. A desired marriage with Lord Henry Percy was prevented on Henry's order by Cardinal Woolsey. And at some undetermined point, the king himself fell in love with her. Okay, so she was scheduled to marry some up somebody else, uh, Lord Henry Percy. So King Henry VIII, the dirtbag that he is, I got to keep this clean. Blocked. Use your imagination what type of blocking he did. Okay? Now, mind you, this dirtbag was already married. Okay? But when has that stopped degenerates? All right. In 1527, Henry initiated secret proceedings to obtain an annulment from his wife the agent Catherine of Aragon, his ultimate aim was to father a legitimate male heir to the throne. Okay. So in other words, the degeneracy of King Henry VIII, his old lady, his wife, Catherine, I think she was older than him, if I remember correctly. Um... He was trying to get rid of her, okay? And uh, from a legal perspective, he's trying to get up out that marriage and get with Queen Anne Boleyn, even stopped her little marriage, this, that, and the third. But he had to go up against the Pope and the church, the Catholic church, to do that. Okay, because I think, if I'm not mistaken, even today, Catholics, the Catholic faith, they don't believe in divorce. Now, I'm not a Catholic, so I don't know what conditions you have to have in order to get a divorce granted. But what I do know, you just can't wake up out the bed <laughs> and say... I don't want to be married to thus and such anymore. All right. So, because we, ha we have to remember also, and what people even still forget to, in today's society, marriage is business. Okay. It's business and it's a contract. Now, I ain't trying to justify the Catholic Church, this, that, and the third because I'm far from being into any type of religion, but I am just telling you, even today, marriage is a business, 
And certainly back then, it was a business, okay? So in the Catholic faith, you they weren't trying to let you get no divorce easily. All right. So for six years, Pope Clement VII, under pressure from Henry's rival, uh, Charles V, refused to grant the annulment. Now, now you oh, that's why he was trying to get an annulment because y'all, y'all, uh, yeah, those of y'all that done used the annulments, you know, the annulments, you like, uh, yeah, we really wasn't married, okay? So we we was married for a hot second. We was drunk in Vegas. <laughs> when he got him got married, we finna get this annulled. Woke up the next day. What? No, we need to go get this annulled. I'm just saying in modern day times, that's what folks use annulments for, or maybe in the case if it was fraud or something, uh, you can get something annulled. So annulled means like it never happened. So now his degenerate behind, King Henry VIII, the degenerate that he is, he had a lot of so-and-so nerves. He didn't set up here and been married to Queen Catherine of Aragon. They got a child together, all this, this, that, and the third. And because he knew the Catholic Church was going to be like, you want a divorce because of what? I don't care if you, you don't have no type of feelings for her, her, her no more. That has nothing to do with it. You know it's cheaper to keep her. What you want out of our lifetime, going to have several seats. So he just wanted the marriage totally wiped out like it never happened. Oh, really now? But let's continue. But all the while, Henry's passion for Anne was strengthening his determination to rid himself of his queen. All right, so... This just an empty moment. This ain't got nothing to do with the facts <laughs> of these events. Now, Queen Anne Boleyn, I'm sure she was young. I would have to calculate how young she was when she was messing around with this old goat. I'm sure he was older than her. Okay. My point being... Red flag. Wait a minute. You you already got an old lady. So why are you sniffing up around me? Why you block me getting ready to get married to this man? Oh, so now you finna get a divorce. Oh, you can't get no divorce. Now you finna say it don't ha it hadn't happened at all. You wanted to know. So the red flag should have been. You know what? If you do this to your old lady that you have a child with, so meaning if you annul this marriage with your old lady, with King Ka uh, Queen Catherine, that means that would make your daughter with her marry illegitimate and what you gonna sit up and stand up in my face and tell me that's what you fencing to do. And I'm supposed to be happy about that and accept that. 
No, you are a degenerate because if you'll do it to her, you'll do it to me. All right? Now, this is just the empty moment to sniff out degeneracy. Because just because somebody got some money, just because they have a title, a position, a degenerate is a degenerate is a degenerate. So Queen Anne Boleyn's elders, her mama, auntie Nim, and her daddy Nim should have been looking at it from that side versus looking at it from, oh, he want, he want my daughter. Oh, she's finna be in there good. She's finna become the queen of England, this, 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 that, and the third, okay? That's just an empty moment. I will get back to it. All right. So his degenerate behind was trying to get rid of Queen Catherine of Aragon. About January 25th, 1533, Henry and Anne were secretly married. Mm-hmm. The union was made public on Easter of that year, and on May 23rd, Henry had the Archbishop of Canterbury, Thomas Cranmer, pronounce the marriage to Catherine, no and boy. Baby, I know uh, Queen Catherine was hotter than July. Mm-hmm. Let's continue. In September, Anne gave birth to a daughter, the future Queen Elizabeth I, okay? So let's just make clear, degenerate King Henry VIII already had a daughter with Catherine of Aragon that was uh, Mary. But he didn't annul out that marriage. So if he annulled that marriage, that meant technically Mary, his daughter, became illegitimate. Now, I don't know how anybody else roll, but how I'm set up, we uh, that don't move me blood. Because if you don't care about your current offspring, if you don't care about your current offspring having the label of illegitimate on her, I know any offspring that passed through my womb is subject to the same treatment. I don't trust you! But that's what degenerate King Henry VIII did. So let's Keep going. Anne's arrogant behavior soon made her unpopular at court. Okay. So this was the case. This was a fatal flaw. Well, a couple of fatal flaws for Queen Anne Boleyn. Okay. Because her people now... Her degenerate daddy, because he a degenerate also. Her mama, weak woman, going alone to get alone. Let their daughter get into this degeneracy situation with King Henry VIII. Because they should have protested that to the hilt. 
okay? So she was a young girl walking all around there. Oh, I didn't took her man. I didn't took, took her man. Okay, youngin. Go, you go right on ahead, girl. Right, so I can see a young girl. We talking the king of England. I can see a young girl that making her arrogant. All right, so again, shame on her elders for not putting her up on game. Okay, because I am just speculating and guessing that they were looking for what they can get out of this particular marriage. Okay? So, let's continue. Although Henry lost interest in her and began liaisons with other women, you see what I mean? See, a degenerate is a degenerate is a degenerate is a degenerate. Because if you do it to your wife, I know I ain't got nothing coming. I don't care if you do call yourself marrying me or whatever. I already know what I got coming. You are a degenerate. I'm looking at your track record and you it's messy. All right. So although Henry lost interest in her and began liaisons with other women, so having side chicks. The birth of a son might have saved the marriage. Mm -hmm. So, you know, back in the day, you still have some degenerates running around here trying to have sons and want to blame it on the woman. Uh, degenerate Y chromosome. I'm knocking on my microphone. Degenerate Y chromosome. You bring that Y chromosome. So that's your struggle why that can't make them boys. So ain't no need you blaming the woman why, why, why. But you know, that's just how they did it back then. And you even got some degenerates still to this day. But let's continue. And that son wouldn't have saved the marriage. That one gonna save a doggone thing. He would have maybe been... Okay, I would have gave it a, maybe a month or two. And he would have been right back to the side chicks. But let's continue. Anne had a miscarriage in 1534. And in January 1536, she gave birth to a stillborn male child. Now, okay, now this is just going to be my auntie opinion right here. When a woman is stressed out, she's pregnant and stressed out, how can she possibly have a healthy pregnancy? Now, he's sitting up with his degenerate behind with side chicks kicking it up. I could see this young girl being all depressed, wind up not having one but two miscarriages, and then, huh, you see how the universe works? Oh, you're going to sit up on your degenerate behind King uh, Henry VIII, divorce your, not even divorce your first wife. You're just going to say it didn't even happen. Got that annulled. Put the label of illegitimacy on your daughter, Mary. 
and you think the universe was finna give you a male heir? That's what you thought, blood. Universe said, I think not. On May 2nd, 1536, Henry had committed to the Tower of London, had her committed to the Tower of London on a charge of adultery with various men and even incest with her own brother. So, you see how he played her? They had just got married in 33. So she got pregnant right like during that little marriage time, shortly after they were married. Because she had a miscarriage in 34. Then I'm assuming gave her body a little break. Then she was right back giving birth. Again in 36, had another miscarriage. So within a three-year time span, she was having children and she miscarried. And because she couldn't give him a son, his degenerate behind a son, that he clearly did not deserve because he had no value in his first daughter, Mary. He was quick to throw her away and let her carry the title of an illegitimate. He had the nerve within that three-year time of this young girl having miscarriages, stressing out, He's sitting up here kicking it with side chicks. So he like, okay, that's two miscarriages. You know what? She really ain't built to have no uh, son, this, that, and the third. So um, I need to get up out of this marriage. Hmm. Can't get no annulment because I already played that card with uh, my first old lady. Let me see what I could dig up on her. I'm going to have to dig some dirt up on her. That's slow down. So you're going to accuse me of cheating. Accuse this young woman. Queen Anne Boleyn. You're going to accuse her of cheating. How would she have time to sit up there and cheat? And then you're going to even accuse her of messing with her own brother? Okay, then. She was tried by a court of peers. <sighs> she was convicted and beheaded on May 19th. <sighs> Degenerate King Henry VIII turned around a few little days later and married Jane Seymour. So, uh, Britannica says that Anne was guilty as charged is unlikely. Uh, you think? She was the apparent victim 
of a temporary court faction supported by, here's yet another degenerate from the same degenerate Cromwell family. Yeah, uh, Thomas Cromwell and Oliver Cromwell, they relatives. So we could tell that degeneracy also runs in the Cromwell family. All right? So Thomas Cromwell was a lawyer. And he was the one sitting up on his behind making all of these charges happen with uh, Queen Anne. Now, what I caught different in uh, this AMC uh, Plus miniseries that I didn't catch in the other one because I, I saw the other movie uh, I think it was called The Other Sister. And check that one out. That was good. Also, um, although you got to look at that with a different eye, although it did have, um, it cast Caucasian people in it, of course. But even the lead character that played Anne, Queen Anne Boleyn, she had swathy hair, black hair. So that's another code also for uh, the character being melanated. But, um, that was it was a good movie, but it was more on the on the uh, drama side, and it was you know the 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 desire and the sexual and all of that. Um, now in that particular movie, it is said that, um, and there's other accounts too that said uh, King Henry the Eighth was also messing with uh, Queen Anne Boleyn's sister. Now, I don't know how true that is, but supposedly and allegedly, he was messing with um, Queen Anne Boleyn's older sister. And uh, the sister was married, but her husband was away fighting a war. And... Some were questioning whether one of the bait, one of the children from her sister, I think her sister's name was Mary, whether one of uh, her sister's children, which would be her, was it a niece or nephew? I think it was a nephew that was in question. Uh, was King Henry VIII. Other folks said, no, that wasn't his child that was really her husband's child because the math ain't mathing. Uh, so just to give you some background how uh, King Henry VIII was just slinging it. He, he was a degenerate for show. Now to be fair, not to be fair to him, I really don't care nothing about them. No blanks are given on my part as regards to him. But to get on the Boleyn's ancestors, particularly her father, I don't appreciate it. Putting your daughters in this situation to me to be pimped. Now, this is my opinion. To be pimped for your benefit, I truly do not appreciate it. And to the mama for being weak. Now, mama, I apologize in advance if you were swinging on your husband about this situation. I hope that you raised a lot of you-know-what regarding this, okay? Because this was a hot so-and-so mess. Totally messed up your daughter's life. She lost her life. 
over a man. Okay. Now in the AMC plus uh, mini series, Cromwell, this low life, he was a lawyer, came in to give uh, Queen Anne her negotiation papers, you know, after she was found guilty, this, that, and the third. And the negotiation, now this is according to AMC. I don't know if this is true, but it, it kind of sounds like something that they would do. It was like, okay, um, we're going to let you live out your life quietly. But you have to, in a, excuse me, in a convent, we're going to let you live out your life in isolation, quietly in a convent. If you would sign over that your daughter, now it, it became her daughter. See, you know, this the, this the auntie and me, y'all. Bear with me. See, I don't play that either. See, what you're not finna do, what you're not finna do is it becomes my children when it's convenient for you. That's what we not finna do. But Cromwell was trying to get her to sign over that Elizabeth I, because she did, Anne and uh, Queen Anne and degenerate King Henry VIII had a daughter, Elizabeth I. So basically telling Anne, if you sign over, Queen Anne, if you sign over that Elizabeth can never have any right to the throne. So King Henry VIII was a total dirtbag degenerate. Because what he was trying to do, he was hugged up. He was hugged up in a fresh relationship with Jane Seymour. So he was pulling the same script that he pulled with Queen Anne. Well, I, I want my new baby mama, soon to be wife, who I know going to have a son. I want him to be the heir to the throne. So I want that to be immediately. Because if we go by succession, it will have to be Elizabeth, and then my son by my uh, new baby mama slash wife, Jane Seymour. That's what his degenerate behind was trying to do. So Queen Anne, um, according to the AMC depiction, was pitching a fit. And she pointed out, yeah, I know what y'all trying to do, this, that, and the third. And so, according to the AMC account, she signed it. I don't know how much I believe it because next thing you know, after supposedly and allegedly she signed that, the next day they was like, uh, oh, yeah, you might as well get scheduled to be executed. And she's like, what? I thought I cut a deal this, that, and third. And they were like, well, he's not going to honor the deal. So it's just my opinion because I don't even know, according to the AMC thing, we don't even know if she really signed no deal. I do think their degenerate behind came to her and offered her a deal, being the dirt bag that they are. 
King Henry VIII, Anne Cromwell, and she probably, in a melanated woman's fashion, told her, told him and King Henry VIII how much and where they could kiss. Okay? No, you're not finna take that away from my daughter, this, that, and the third. Go on about your bull S. I ain't trying to hear none of that. Okay? So, nonetheless, that's what they claim. But either way, um, she was still taken out. All right? Okay. So, um, just real quick, I want to go into... Um, I want to go into, just go into Elizabeth a little bit, because at the end of the day, y'all can sit up and call yourself messing with women if you want to. I done took and told y'all, women will always get the last word. I have taken and told y'all. Women will always get the last word because degenerate King Henry VIII was satin up on his behind, plotting each new baby mama that he got. He was doing two folds. He was a degenerate who couldn't control his sexual urges, didn't know how well he shouldn't have been cheating in the first place but at least have some type of respect and decorum. Didn't even have that. But I suspect he was also trying, running through women also from a marriage perspective because he was looking for that male heir. And the universe said, I can't stand you. I can't stand your guts. I ain't giving you no male heir. So Elizabeth the first. Daughter of Queen Anne Boleyn and King Henry VIII ruled the longest, okay? Because the heirs that were left of uh, King Henry VIII, his degenerate behind, never did have that son. Because I done took and told you the woman is always going to get the last word. He never did get that son. He had the two daughter heirs, Mary by his first wife, Catherine, Queen Catherine, and Elizabeth by Queen Anne. So both the women that he treated like crap, and oh, Jane had wound up croaking. Jane had wound up dying. And supposedly and allegedly, that's the one he was up in love with the most supposedly and allegedly. I don't believe people like that have no type of love, love, because they don't know what love and loyalty is. But she wind up dying. Okay? So he didn't get no male son out of that either. So all of the women and baby mamas he ran through he never did get that son. I done took and told you, you cannot mess over women and think that you're going to get away with it. 
And the universe said, oh, we'll, we'll never give you that son. You can go on and forget that. It ain't finna happen. But the last heirs, the very two heirs that his degenerate behind was trying to make illegitimate the girl babies wind up carrying the throne, right? So that was Mary and that was uh, Elizabeth. Okay, so let's get into Elizabeth I, Queen of England. Okay, oh, before I do that, let me just show y'all real quick uh, coins and pictures of dirtbag Wes's face, y'all. King Henry VIII. All right, so let me blow this up. Child, you know he, he just makes my scarf itch. So let me make sure y'all, yeah, y'all can see this. Okay, so he was also swarthy, doggone dirt bag. Okay, so you can see where this is coming from. Well, he was probably, he was tawny. He was tawny, he was more tawny. Okay, and then another picture, let me see here. Um, I think this is coming from my brother Lee Cummings' book. I'm not sure which one it is. I took this picture, child, and I forget which one. So it's, I think it is coming from the Negro Question, part four, the missing link. Let me just see right quick, just real quick. I just so happen to have them here. Uh, let me see. Let's see. Or is it coming from 13? Nope. Okay. I don't know where I'm getting this from. Okay, I thought it was coming from one of these books. Okay, but nonetheless, I apologize for not having this source. Okay, so this is just another um, coin of um, Henry VIII, degeneracy. Okay. All right, so this is a silver shilling issued in 1544 that gave King... Henry VIII of England, the contemptuous nickname, the Old Copper Nose. Okay, so I told y'all he was brown, tawny. The coin is one of the worst examples of debasing in relatively recent time. Okay, so you know copper, like the copper color people of the Americas. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay, so I did want to show you that of his degenerate behind to let you know that he was not uh, Caucasian slash white. Okay, he was also melanated, King Henry VIII. All right, so where are we going? Okay, so let's get with Elizabeth, Queen Elizabeth of England. All right, so real quick, let's just show some pictures of her. Where you are, queen. There you are. So I got forgot where I got this picture at, fam. This is some picture that somebody found where they kind of uh, over... I, I forgot what you call it when they kind of expose over the original. So uh, the, the, the face closest... To you, that's the original Elizabeth. And the one behind there, 
with the crown. That's the other one. Okay, the Caucasian one that they were trying to show you. And then um, here's her coin. Let me blow it up. Okay. So, you know, she's got a lot of curl curls to me, curly afro. But either way, we know that her mama was melanated. She was swarthy. She was swarthy. And her daddy had copper color skin. So that does not make her Caucasian. Okay? This is Queen Elizabeth. Okay? And that means, even at a minimum, Mary, I, I can't really go into Mary's mom, Catherine. Maybe I could dig up some information on her. I probably have it somewhere. Don't know if she was melanated. But we do know her daddy was King Henry VIII, copper colored. Okay? All right. But we're not on Mary right now. We on Elizabeth. Okay. So let's get into Queen Elizabeth. Okay. So this is from Britannica. Queen Elizabeth, Queen of England, Elizabeth I. Okay. So y'all can see with this picture that they have of her. They got her with this milky white fair skin. Uh, that would be a no. Her mama was swathy. Okay? Even if you want to say her daddy was Caucasian, which he wasn't. Which he was not. But either way, her mama was swathy. So at a minimum, she would be tawny. Okay? But you could tell where the hijack comes in because, like I said, you're going to see them depict these uh, folks with this red hair. That's talking in code that this person was really melanated. Okay? So this is whitewashing of Queen Elizabeth I. All right. So Elizabeth I, by names, the Virgin Queen and Good Queen Bess, Born September 7th, 1533, Greenwich, near London, England. Died March 24th, 1603, Richmond, Surrey, Queen of England. So she served from 1558 to 1603 during a period often called the Elizabeth, the Elizabethan Age, when England asserted itself vigorously as a major European power in politics, commerce, and the arts. Although her small kingdom was threatened by grave internal divisions, Elizabeth's blend of shrewdness, courage, and majestic self-display inspired ardent expressions of loyalty and helped unify the nation against foreign enemies. The alteration bestowed upon her in her lifetime and in ensuring centuries was not altogether a spontaneous effusion. It was the result of a carefully crafted, brilliantly executed campaign in which the queen fashioned herself as the glittering symbol of the nation's destiny. This political symbolism common to monarchies had more substance than usual. 
for the queen was by no means a mere figurehead. While she did not dwell the absolute power of which Renaissance rulers dreamed, she tenaciously upheld her authority to make critical decisions and to set the century policies of both state and church. So in other words, she she was a great leader. Degenerate King Henry VIII, the daughter that you didn't want to sit on that throne, sounds like she ruled better than you did. She was about that life. She was about her business. So while you was chasing side pieces, kicking up drama, creating a church so you can lay up, the very one that you didn't want to rule took England's power around the world. Elizabeth was so cold with her stuff, she even got um, England into like the African Royal Charter and all of that jazz, forming them companies to go around the world colonizing. Now, do I agree with that colonization? Absolutely not. No, I do not. I don't agree with it by any means. But back up in their time and the way they were doing things, she was much more business savvy than her daddy. But let's continue. The latter half of the 16th century in England is justly called the Elizabethan age. Rarely has the collective life of a whole era been given so distinctly personal a stamp. So they just straight named the age after her. Childhood. Elizabeth's early years were not auspicious. She was born at Greenwich Palace, the daughter of the Tudor King, Henry VIII, and his second wife, Queen Anne Boleyn. I don't appreciate y'all not putting some respect on her name. She was queen. I don't appreciate it at all. Henry had defied the Pope and broken England from the authority of the Roman Catholic Church in order to dissolve his marriage with his first wife, Queen. I don't appreciate y'all not putting some respect on Catherine's name. Queen Catherine of Aragon, who had borne him a daughter, Mary. Since the king ardently hoped that Anne Bo Queen Anne Boleyn would give birth to a male heir, the universe said, uh, no, that would be a no, regarded as key to stable dynasty succession, the birth of a second daughter was a bitter disappointment that dangerously weakened the new queen's position. Before Elizabeth reached her third birthday, her father had her mother beheaded on charges of adultery and treason. Moreover, at Henry's instigation, an act of parliament declared his marriage with 
and Queen Anne Boleyn invalid from the beginning, thus making their daughter Elizabeth illegitimate. I told you he was a degenerate. I told you what he was he was trying to do. Because he did the, the same thing with uh Queen Mary. As a Roman cath as Roman Catholics <clears throat> had all alone claimed her to be. Okay, because remember, they didn't claim uh Queen Anne Boleyn as the rightful queen because he had just pulled the same stunt with Queen Catherine up there talking about some he annulling the marriage when they had a whole daughter together. Apparently, the king was undeterred by the logical inconsistency of simultaneously invalidating the marriage and accusing his wife of adultery. The emotional impact of these events on the little girl who had been brought up from infancy in a separate household at Hatfield is not known. So, this the auntie moment. He didn't give a dog on about any of his children. You didn't set up here and had her mama kill. And then slap the label of illegitimate on her. So you didn't care nothing about how this baby was going to feel about any of this. Just simply did not give a doggone. He is a true degenerate in the sense, no type of father. So all that money, all that prestige, all that power, it means it meant nothing. It straight meant nothing. Which is why you can fast forward today with men who run around with money. It don't mean nothing if you laying up having their children. It doesn't matter if you're married to them, any of that. If he's a degenerate, he's a degenerate, he's a degenerate. If he does not care about his children, if he does not truly love his children, if he does not care about his legacy, all degenerate King Henry VIII cared about was having a son which apparently he could not have, and the universe made doggone sure of that. Presumably, no one thought it was worth recording. Exactly. So just doggone this baby. Doggone baby Elizabeth that done lost her mama. Bad enough that she grew up without her mama. But the fact that her degenerate father had her mama killed and labeled her all types of Jezebels, this, that, and the third, and took out her uncle. They didn't tell y'all this up in here, but because, remember, they accused uh, Queen Anne of messing with her brother, the brother got taken out too. The brother was executed too. So... Baby Elizabeth's uncle was taken out and her mama. Got all these nasty rumors upon her mama, this, that, and the third. And her daddy laid up with some other woman. Waiting for some other woman 
to have a, a boy child. Poor Elizabeth and poor Mary. What was noted was her precocious seriousness at six years old. It was admirably observed she had as much gravity as if she had been 40. I guess so. That baby didn't, uh, didn't have, uh, what other choice did she have? But to be up on her game. When in 1537, Henry's third wife, Jane Seymour, oh, I didn't even know she had gave, I didn't know Jane Seymour had gave birth to a baby. Gave birth to a son, Edward, Edward Elizabeth receded still further into relative obscurity, but she was not neglected. Despite his capacity for monstrous cruelty, Henry VIII treated all his children with what contemporaries regarded as affection. Uh, really? Oh, okay, if y'all say so, I mean, I don't know how much it was affect affectionate when you killed her mama, talked about her mama all like a dog up in the public. You did Mary's mama dirty. So I ain't trying to give a so-and-so a D to the A to the M to the N about his supposedly and alleged affection for his children. Because how a man treats the woman of his children, that impacts the children. So let me run that for the slow ones in the back. I care not how good a man is supposedly and allegedly to his children when he has mistreated said children's mother. You are still a degenerate sir. You still don't get a pass. Elizabeth was present at ceremonial, ceremonial occasions and was declared third in line to the throne. She spent much of the time with her half-brother Edward and from her 10th year onward profited from the loving attention of her stepmother, Catherine Parr. Oh, that's good. The king's sixth and last wife. This ninja... He done ran through six women. Child. Let me go on and continue. Under a series of distinguished tutors, of whom the best known is the Cambridge humanist Roger Asham, Elizabeth received the rig rigorous education normally reserved for her male heirs. Shout out to Roger Asham. Consisting of a course of studies Centering on classical languages, history, rhetoric, and moral philosophy. Her mind has no womanly weakness. You see how they thought back then? But that woman out kinged it did her daddy. Asham wrote, 
with the unselfconscious sexes of the ages. You doggone right it was. Her per perseverance is equal to that of a man. Uh, no, sir, it was better than a man. It was better than a daddy. Because she brought England's expansion around the world. Her daddy couldn't even do that. The business deals that she brokered, and although I don't agree with colonization, let's not get it twisted. She still did it big. So that makes her ahead of what her daddy did. Or any man up to that point in England. So she wasn't equal to a man. She was ahead of the men. So get it right. And her memory long keeps what it and her memory long keeps what it quickly picks up. So she was sharp with it. In addition to Greek and Latin, she became fluent in French and Italian, attainments of which she was proud and which were in later years to serve her well in the conduct of diplomacy. Thus steep in the secular learning of the Renaissance, the quick-witted and intelligently serious princess also studied theology, imbibing the tenets of English Protestantism in its formative period. Her association with the Reformation is critically important for it shaped the future course of the nation, but it did, does not appear to have been a personal passion. Observers noted the young prince's fascination more with languages than with religious dogma. Child, let me sip this water. Sounds like she was a wise woman to me. All right. Uh, so position under Edward and Mary. Okay. So that's her brother and sister, right? I think so. Let me read because I could be having it wrong, child. You know, they keep renaming folks the same. So child, let me get it together. Let me read and see what they got to say. With her father's death in 1547 and the ascension to the throne of her frail 10-year-old brother, Edward. Oh, dang, he was 10 when he took the throne. And he was sickly. What, child? Elizabeth's life took a perilous turn. Her guardian, the Dowager Queen Catherine Parr, that's her stepmother, remember, almost immediately married Thomas Seymour, the Lord High Admiral. Okay, so she was looking to get remarried again. Handsome, ambitious, and discontented, Seymour began to scheme against his powerful older brother, Edward Seymour, protector of the realm during Edward the, I think the sixth, minority. In January, so it, um, he was scheming against the 10-year-old. 
In January 1549, shortly after the death of Catherine Parr, Thomas Seymour was arrested for treason and accused of plotting to marry Elizabeth in order to rule the kingdom. Baby! You can't trust nobody. Can't trust nobody. Mm -mm. I don't know how he thought he was going to get that one off. So you means to tell me, did she marry, did the stepmom marry his degenerate behind? Yeah, she was married to him. So you mean to tell me that this degenerate Thomas Seymour, he was technically the stepfather to Elizabeth. So his old lady, Catherine, who was the stepmother to Elizabeth, had died, and he thought he was finna turn around and marry that baby. See, child, that's when people need to be just straight taken out. That's when Big Mom and Papa need to handle that. Uh, you you think you was finna do what? Oh no, you got it twisted. Folks just come up missing. But that's all right, her peeps, her peeps, somebody was looking out and they was like, no, you just finna get arrested because we about tired of you. All right, so, ooh, child, they getting into some dirt. I only read part of that top part, y'all, so this is new to me, as you could tell. Child, this is soap opera material. So, uh, he was arrested for treason and accused of plotting to marry Elizabeth in order to rule the kingdom. Dirtbag. Repeated interrogations of Elizabeth and her servants led to the charge that even when his wife was alive, Seymour had on several occasions behaved in a flirtatious and overly familiar manner towards the young princess. See, I don't play that. I don't play that. Having a man thinking you finna groom these babies, groom these young girls. So you can lay up with them. No, no, nah, bruh. No, nah, bruh, we don't play that. This another auntie moment. Women, you don't bring no men over your daughters or around your daughters like that. And you make sure that their father knows the man that you're dealing with and knows him well, so he can grab him up in his collar or have that man-to-man, eye-to-eye moment and tell him, I kill you. Don't even think about it. I will effing kill you. That's how that's supposed to be played. Now, with that, this little part right here, that we ain't finna do, that you think you gonna lay up under my sheets, and be side-eyeing my babies. And you got to include your sons up in there too, baby. No, we don't play that. We gonna let it be known. Uh, we takes people out round here. We takes people out. And play crazy or get the lawyers to get out of it. That's what we do round here. But as, a, as the mama instinct, you ain't never going to get that chance. 
So he was side-eyeing this baby already, calling himself grooming, sitting up there plotting and scheming. All right, so let's continue. Under humiliating, close questioning, and in some danger, Elizabeth was extraordinarily circumspect and poised. When she told that Seymour had been behead, beheaded, she betrayed no emotion. Okay, like the real G that she should have been. Good for you, Queen Elizabeth. But this baby had been through so much. She had been through so much. She wasn't trying to trust men like that. The first man in her life, her daddy had betrayed her by taking out his mama. That ain't something that you get over. And you degenerate men, you sit up on your tails thinking that you can betray your baby mamas, violating them in the worst way. Do you understand that your daughters will never look at me in the same way? They will never trust a man. So I understand why this, this lady didn't get married. And then here come a raggly stepdaddy side-eyeing her. But let's continue. The need for circumspection, self-control, and political acumen became even greater after the death of Protestant Edward in 1553 and the accession of Elizabeth's older half-sister Mary, a religious zealot set on returning England by force, if necessary, to the Roman Catholic faith. Okay? So poor um, Edward, King Henry VIII's only met male heir. I did. I had forgot now that I, I remember now he did have a son. I forgot that he was sickly and he wound up dying. And it's a shame because his degenerate daddy that was basically a curse. And so Mary Mary was like her mom because uh, Queen Catherine it was said that uh, Queen Catherine was really, really religious too in the Catholic faith, all right? So it seems like Mary took on um, that religious, being a religious zealot also, okay? But Elizabeth was like, yeah, well, okay, then. But I can see Queen Elizabeth being like, yeah, okay, then, if she... Well, not if she was. She was such a good student across all spectrums. So she was into theology, philosophy. I'm sure metaphysics. So I'm sure she saw religion for what it was. Okay? So she can look at things from a different eye. All right. So this attempt, along with her unpopular marriage to... Ardently Catholic King Philippe, Philippe II of Spain aroused bitter Protestant opposition in a charged atmosphere of treasonous rebellion and inquisitional repression. 
Elizabeth's life was in grave danger. For though, as her sister demanded, she conformed outwardly to official Catholic observance, she inevitably became the focus of the obvious beneficiary of plots to overthrow government and restore Protestantism. Arrested and sent to the Tower of London after Sir Thomas Wyatt's rebellion in January 1554, Elizabeth narrowly escaped her mother's fate. Two months later, after extensive interrogation and spying had revealed no conclusive evidence of treason on her part, she was released from the tower and placed in close custody for a year at Woodstock. So, Dad, they was trying to serve her up like they did her mother. The difficulties of her situation eased somewhat, though she was never far from suspicious scrutiny throughout the unhappy years of Mary's childless reign with its burning of Protestants and its military disasters, Elizabeth had continually to protest her innocence, affirming her unwavingly loyalty and proclaim her pious appearance of heresy. It was a sustained lesson in survival through self-discipline and tactful manipulation of appearances. Many Protestants and Roman Catholics alike assumed that her self-presentation was deceptive, but Elizabeth managed to keep her inward convictions to herself and in religion and as much as, I'm sorry, and in religion as in much else they had remained something of a mystery. In other words, she wasn't showing all her hand cards. She was very wise. Seems like she was a very wise woman. This is with Elizabeth's continual gap between a dazzling surface and an interior that she uh, kept carefully concealed. Observers were repeatedly tantalized with what they thought was a glimpse of interior only to find that they had been shown another facet of the surface Everything in Elizabeth's early life taught her to pay careful attention to how she represented herself and how she was represented by others. She learned her lesson well. Absolutely. After her mother was accused of the heinous things that she was accused of, she knew very well how to play the game. Oh, you're not finna put on me that I'm for the streets. That you're not finna do. You're not finna put on me that I'm for the streets. So you're gonna have to try to come for something else. And you're gonna have to try to come very well. And you can't get up early enough to try to even come for, for me like that. Okay? All right. Ascension of Elizabeth I. At the death of Mary on November 17, 1558, and, it, and it's sad that, and this is why, I, again, I say King Henry VIII is a dirtbag. I don't give a bad how they claim he loved it that his children, they are a such a so liar. Because a man that loves his children, watch how he treats their 
his children's mother. Period. Don't matter if y'all ain't together. You're still supposed to show that woman some level of respect. And when you have children by different women, you make sure that those children spend time with each other and with you and you teach them the values that they are brothers and sisters and they are to love and watch after once another. That is the job of a father who choose to have multiple baby mamas. Siblings are supposed to know each other. Spend time with each other. And that's including with a pappy. Because if them babies would have had that relationship fostered, it wouldn't have been all of this bad blood between Mary and Elizabeth. But because King Henry VIII was a piece of blank, that relationship was never fostered. So that's an anti moment, peep game. I ain't trying to be bothered with you. You got 109 babies. Got 70 or 109 baby mamas. And you pick and choose who you want to keep up with. And your children don't know each other. No, bro, that's what we not finna do. I'm good over here. I don't want nothing to do with you. You can take it on up the street. That's unacceptable to me. You are a degenerate. I don't care how much piece, piece of change you got. I'm not interested. And it also tells me you don't really love these children. You ain't really serious about your legacy. None of that. You are straight up degenerate. Now let's continue. At the death of Mary on November 17, 1558, Elizabeth came to the throne amid bells, bonfires, patriotic demonstrations, and other signs of public jubilation. Her entry into London and the great coronation procession that followed were masterpieces of political courtship. Because remember, Mary had her imprisoned and everything. If ever any person wrote one enthusiastic observer had either the gift or the style to win the hearts of the people, it was this queen. And if ever she did express the same, it was at the present in coupling mildness with majesty, magistry as she did and in stately stooping to the meanest sort. Elizabeth's smallest gestures were scrutinized for signs of the policies and tone of the new regime. When an old man in the crowd turned his back on the new queen and wept, Elizabeth exclaimed confidently that he did so out of gladness when a girl in an allegorically pageant presented her with a Bible and English translation banned under Mary's reign. Dang, Mary was straight 
terrorizing folks. Elizabeth kissed the book, held it up reverently, and then laid it on her breast. And when the abbot and monks of Westminster Abbey came to greet her in broad daylight with candles in their hands, she briskly dismissed them with the words, away with those torches. We can see well enough. Spectators were thus assured that under Elizabeth England's under Elizabeth, England had returned cautiously but decisively to the Reformation. Okay. All right. So I know this was about shout out to Queen Anne Berlin. I'm going through Queen Elizabeth because that's her baby. And I just want to give Queen Elizabeth her shine and to just show her degenerate daddy, Queen Henry VIII, didn't want this baby to have this title. And she wound up doing a doggone thing. Okay? All right. So uh, let's see how much of us we going to read this. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ceremony. Okay. La, 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 la. Let me see what else we're going to read. Da, 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 da. Okay. 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 Um, okay. So let's see a little bit of how she ruled, which I'm just going to go through the highlights. I'm trying to see if it may not be in this one. I may have to go to the other one. We're talked about uh, the the particular deals that she struck. I don't think it was in this one. I think it was in the. Um, let me jump over to the Wikipedia one because I wanted to. Let's see. It may have been a Wikipedia one. Uh, did I even have the Wikipedia one? Hmm. Okay, sorry about this. May have to pause. Let me pause because I did want to go over um, some of the big deals that she brokered, uh, Queen Elizabeth brokered, that made England on that worldwide power structure. So let me pause and then um, I'm going to bring that up and then we're going to wrap it up. Okay, we're back. All right, so I um thought I hit the Wikipedia one up. Um, I highly recommend if you want to get a uh, very detail on um how a uh, Queen Elizabeth the first governed and ruled. Wikipedia did an excellent job. I whoever shout out to whoever did this. Uh, look at it under Elizabeth the first. And it, it went over some of the early stuff we talked about, you know, all that dramatization is that and the third, but it really got into um, all of like the different wars that uh, account encountered. And those of you that have been on this journey with me, uh, you're going to see some stuff that's going to make sense to you when... It says um, how she had teamed up with the Huguenots and child, they, they really, really laid this out. They're going to talk about the Netherlands. 
uh, Spain now in the Caribbean, this, that, and the third, France, Ireland, Russia, the Muslim, and the Barbary states. They did an excellent job on this. Um, so we are going to wanted to get into the East England, uh, East Indian Company. I, I think I said the African Royal What's the face? So the East Indian Company. The East Indian Company was formed to trade in the Indian Ocean region of China and received its charter from Queen Elizabeth in the 1600s. For a period of 15 years, the company was awarded a monopoly on English trade with all countries in east of the Cape of Good Hope and the west of Straits of Magellan. Sir James Lancaster commanded the first expedition in 1601. The company eventually controlled half of the world trade and substantial territory in India in the 18th and 19th centuries okay so she queen elizabeth the first accomplished a lot from a business perspective she was a lot more savvy than her pappy okay it was under her particular rulership that the kingdom of England was able to expand. Okay. All right. Now, not saying by any means do I agree with the business of colonization and the misuse of indigenous people's resources and using indentured servant labor on um, prisoners of war. I ain't saying I agree to any of that. Let's be clear. But if you want to compare leadership to that of her father, she was a lot more astute. Okay, so I'm not going to get into any of the thing, other things on um, Queen Elizabeth I. I just wanted to give very high level and to show you how she became the most successful heir out of uh, <clears throat> King Henry VIII and how her mother, Queen Anne Boleyn, who was wrongfully persecuted, that's what it seemed like to me and what it seemed like to everybody else, she was wrongly persecuted and accused falsely. Her daughter... Queen Elizabeth wind up reigning the longest and most successful out of King Henry VIII's children. So I did want to give you all insight into um, Queen Anne Boleyn, uh, the whole dynamics on what went on with that, with uh, King Henry VIII and give insight into uh, the Elizabeth I, their daughters, rule to the throne. 
So I hope that you got something out of this. So shout out to the gentleman that put in the comment section about um, the AMC Plus miniseries on uh, Queen Anne Boleyn. I am so glad you dropped that in the comments and um, I was able to look at it because it definitely put a lot more insight into what actually happened and to also give the perspective of uh, women in that particular time what were the dynamics and how this particular woman, Queen Elizabeth I, was able to be successful, okay? And their version of success anyhow, okay? So I hope you all got some value out of this and just forgive me in advance for the auntie moments, but I couldn't miss out on that, honey, because... um. Chow, he was a degenerate and he thought he was all the way slick with it. And the universe said, I think not. And the women got the last laugh out of that baby. Okay. So with that said, I wish everyone well on this Monday. Uh, this is Rhonda with WTUZ Radio Podcast. And if you are not subscribed to us, I highly encourage you to subscribe, like, and share. Peace and love, family.